Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friends. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming to center your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating and really the most helpful people in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And today, you eager business achiever, you are going to receive that attitude adjustment you so richly deserve. You're going to take your attitudes to new altitudes and increase your aptitude. You are going to discover the way those thriving business masters think and how they look at the world and just see if that isn't a worldview and a personal mindset you and your striving self would more happily adopt. So, whether you are a social media expert who's been uh, putting exciting businesses into the public eye since before Facebook, like Diane, or an entrepreneurial organizer seeking to better the employment opportunities for veterans, like Paul, pull up your chair a little closer. Join our Feast of Wisdom, all cleverly cooked up, to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. So, as with all of the Art of the CEO shows, This is really a collection of what the most fulfilled and flourishing business folks are bringing to the table. Some of the ideas are forged on uh, the anvil of my own brain, and some come directly from conversations with other leaders. But I see myself as an old, old journalist who's had the privilege of witnessing the best individuals at their best, and hopefully passing these superlatives back on to you. I'm a curator of business knowledge, and hopefully these ideas will spark some ideas in your own business life, all of which leads me to my first uh, attitude for you and that I want, I really think you want to adopt. I call it the explorer's curiosity. Roy Chapman Andrews was a fellow back in 1906, who began sweeping the floors at the Natural History Museum. And he had this saying, I want to go everywhere. I want to go everywhere and see everything. And what this meant around the museum as he pushed his broom, he poked his nose into everywhere. He helped out the taxidermy department, and he politely kept pestering the museum's experts on paleontology. And within the next 28 years, people saw the enthusiasm, which everyone loves, They saw his curiosity. He gained knowledge. Roy really did go everywhere, leading natural history museum expeditions to Mongolia's dinosaur fossil-rich flaming cliffs, which are marvelous to see, by the way. And he became head of that very museum where he once swept floors. Now, recently I noted this same curiosity spirit in another uh, individual named Alex Wildman, who's Uh, actually a mountaineer who's paying for his climbing habit uh, by serving as a nurse at the Princeton Hospital. And when he found out that one patient, uh, who was also a fellow global traveler and climber, um, needed some ideas, he he himself went around to lab departments. He went to the the doctors. He went, looked up the guy's chart and came back and was able to give a cogent explanation as to why I was being held for observation and what my condition was and what would be my options. Now, my, my point in all of this, in these stories, is that 
if you focus on your one little contributing piece of the business enterprise, that is the death, my friend, of enthusiasm. You will rust. You you really hold a full, rich mind, satisfied. Go to every department. Strike up a conversation with everyone in the shop who holds any special skill. And this will indeed, of course, make you better light. You'll, you'll take an interest in others. Uh, it'll make you more valuable to the company, and uh, you will be more ably, uh, more knowledgeably able to contribute solutions. And will it lead to your being the, uh, taking the CEO's chair? Probably not. But it will inspire an interest in your own heart. It will make you a more interested and interesting and an all-around richer person. So go for it. Rise up. Find out what's around you with that curiosity. All right. With that little brief and tempting nosh at today's uh, Feast of Wisdom, allow me now to fulfill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for the furthering of today's feast. First utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and the privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So please allow me to ask, will this be the day that you gear up for that September surge of back to business by blowing the dust off one of your dreams and taking a giant step toward implementation? Or will you continue to just cycle back in and view it as one more plunge back into the occupational grind? The choice, my friend, is truly, truly yours. Second utensil, you need to steep your lips into a little laughter. So let's take a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book and let us thumb through it. Okay, okay, here's one. Uh, This is number 80. A dull manager is like a dull axe, more likely to bruise than polish. You know, you can always, as an afterthought, you can always tell a dull manager. She's the one who hurls down these sort of heavy, inflexible policies, easy to make, one size fits all. But the sharp manager is the one who takes the time to find out how his fellow laborers may best be motivated and compensated. Go with it. And if you smirk a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books, Phil. Just visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips. You will have a whole new quiverful of social clever-tongued ammunition that is going to make you the green-eyed envy of all the chain gang at work as you head back. And the third utensil, perhaps we should appropriately entitle this the mind-bending spoon. Attitude adjustment spoon. No, 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 mind-bending spoon. We proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. Now, that is the name of the author who noted, you know, you may have heard about Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Here's another day, Giving Tuesday. On the Tuesday after Thanksgiving, shoppers should take a break and donate what they can to charity. Those words were spoken by none other than the head of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, as well as the techie... uh, as well as being head of a techie firm called Microsoft, Mr. William Gates. 
And later on in the show, blurting your way, comes another enriching quotation. And if you are one among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scrawl that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, oh, calm down, boy, calm down. So with utensils at hand, return with me to the business flourishing attitude adjustments that uh, others have made and have transformed eager businessers like yourself into thriving masters. And as another, um, well, attitude, really, this is an attitude I've seen so many uh, real entrepreneurial and Growers, business growers adopt uh, much of their advantage. It's I call it the why not attitude. What the heck? This seems exciting. What's the worst that could possibly happen? Let's go for it. This is the attitude of Mukesh Patel, uh, who heads the Entrepreneurial Center, uh, which he founded called the Juice Tank. Scores of firms are launched from there. Mukesh has, himself has founded several wildly successful uh, companies, and he passes on his business tactics and style to the students of Rutgers University uh, and helping launch them into entrepreneurial sets. And one time, in, in one day of class, the students file in and he says, all right, you are now going to create a song. You have two hours to create that song. Sing it and sing the first five lines or record them uh, on a CD and put it out. Well, I'm not a singer. I'm not a professional. Oh, my. I've not trained. I've never done this before. All the usual roadblocks. Any of these seem familiar? Tossing these up? He said, never mind. Unleash yourself. Give it your best shot. And I heard. And some of them were actually quite clever. The cleverness surprised the authors as much as anything. And this, why not? Who says? Uh... If you you don't want to always be thinking about risk assessment, rather think uh, fun and achievement. This is not the call of the entrepreneur. This is the call of of all folks in the very dynamic opportunity a minute realm of business. And let me leave you with one little thought. You've heard of the the slogan of Nike, you know, the the sneaker making firm. They it's they say just do it. Well. The logo, or, or the title of Nike, Nike was in Greek mythology the owl that sat on the shoulder of the goddess of wisdom, Athena. And you know what Nike means in Greek? It means victory, my friend. Why not? And another ambition, I'm sorry, she's giving away here. An, another, um, dude, that I have seen. Uh, used and misused, I'm just going to say the word, ambition. This is probably one of the most emotionally laden words in all business. Uh, Ambition really is is that actual drive you have to carry forth a project, to carry forth your career yourself. And if you take one lesson from this whole show, realize this, whatever level of ambition you have that is just fine you don't need to raise it it or lower it 
it is just fine. Your ambition is very honest. It reflects how you feel about the task at hand, and you cannot fake it. Now, co- companies always say they seek ambitious souls who can, because they, they, they hold out the reward of everything from money to prestigious promotions to exciting, creative, brain-teasing challenges or making contribution to humankind's well-being. Uh, and this may be what you, you crave desperately or, or crave to some degree. But let me give you some levels of ambition before you get your attitude all up here. I'm going to give you three levels. Number one is what I call the the average. I go to work every day. I have an expertise in uh, computer programming. I am able to come up with good programs. I do my expertise. I take joint. I like that. So I like to do I want to. Okay. That's, that's one of what we'll call that level one. Then there is the wild, explosive version of that, level two, you know, uh, Steve Jobs was always saying, "I can't get, I can't stick with this long enough. It's on my mind. It haunts me. I'll sacrifice anything. I'll push it aside. I want to go all the way and make this happen." Thomas Edison could would stay up late because he just wanted to finish the product. Warren Buffett jumped on a train and tackled literally someone who could give him a better way of investing. All right, that's what we view as the high level, but that's the level two. Here's level three, and he and with it carries a warning. Level three was owned by Al Capone and Frank Nitti and the gangsters. They were willing to kill a man for a load of vegetables, a load of beer. They would bring the whole wrath and horror of the society just to, I want it, I gotta have it. Now that level three, often is not, is uh, some sort of perceived denial you've had in your life and it festers in you. So, and that is not a beneficial, life-enjoying level of ambition. So, just remember, be honest. And if you want to raise your level of ambition, raise, and it change the project you're working on. Find interest within it, and that may move you forward. And just as one little leaving for that one, um, the... uh, The ugliest thing in all business is naked ambition. Please, my friend, cloak it in a love of hard work. And if you have just joined us, you are listening to The Art of the CEO. And every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, it streams magically through the profoundly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen to this and all our episodes by downloading it. And when you visit blogtalkradio.com slash... The Art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And one other uh, attitude I'd like to bring up because it's more and more common, and it's what I call it's the I deserve attitude. Now, you are no doubt a marvelous person, and you labor hard, and you may just be the best marketing master this corporation has ever seen. I'm great, fabulous, wonderful. Good things should happen to you, and you may be the most qualified person for that promotion uh, to become the head of marketing. But my friend, here's the trap. The minute you begin carrying around the attitude of, I deserve that, I deserve respect, uh, you're headed for conflict and and, and your combat and severe disappointment. Uh, Here's what I mean. I knew one individual... 
he took over an advertising agency and he walks around with a sheet about here's how to deal with me and it said you need to show me respect and he was right he, he, he had earned things he, and you're right you're a nice you're a nice person so why not you should get that respect and when someone doesn't give it to you, your instant response may be well the guy's a bozo or something but but that's one incident one time if you carry around this i deserve respect chip on your shoulder you're challenging people to respect you you're you're putting them in a face-to-face -face conflict so when it comes to marketing why not let your attitude kind of shift from i deserve to be head of marketing to you know i could do that job in a heartbeat concentrate on that and think of how you would do it and it's it'll just make your life easier because i guarantee you you will never be fully and justly compensated for all the good deeds that you're going to do so accept that going in wow moving what a lot so moving on as a valued revelations flow across our table let's take a pause and taste take a brief sorbet from this feast of wisdom and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today that company is prometheus publishing creator of among several other divisions bart's books ultimate business guides and this very day prometheus publishing invites you to look at the book which uh, actually launched this bizarre radio show the art of the ceo book it's a volume which has collected and distills really the most masterful practice of business leaders from all around the globe and it presents them to you in uh, categorized ways to help your own career and your company and the book has been praised by uh, one radio show and CEO himself Daryl Gunter as quote one of the best business leadership books I have read in my career full of wisdom what are you waiting for so we proffer this to you and again if you are interested visit bartsbooks.com that's b-a-r-t-s-b-o-o-k-s.com and find your find the tools you need to make your life richer in all your business ways and speaking of bits of wisdom and becoming richer in joyous emotions have you ever wondered if your career attitudes are tuned to the right altitude to uh, display what you really need well uh, let's take a look a further look at a couple more one of them I, I bring this up briefly it's the attitude of craftsmanship and we think today in so much of business world it's that that is an attitude I am a craftsman I want to make this perfect we all we say the devil lies in the details but the the real truth of it is the reward lies in the details the more thorough you can become uh, about knowing following through on everything and saying that what I'm building has to be strive for perfection why not it's the people who do seem to do very well with it now I so keep the idea of the craftsman not just in the product you make but in your dealings with others that you if I meet a person and let's say I want to motivate them toward an action do it well script the run a few words through your head as you're coming up to them think a little bit about it find what would make this person would please this person 
and make them enjoy what you are going to say or take note of it. In other words, practice your craftsmanship, not on just what you make, but on your uh, on, on all that you do. And with that, I, I would add a, another sub-attitude, I suppose, like impatience. And, and that is patience that things are never done well enough is, is a business trait that I see often and often. Um, George Wirtz, uh, head of uh, Soundview Paper, just never lets it go. He hangs on and says, it, it, it's not good enough yet. It's not good enough yet. And he makes it good enough. And that flows from him and fills the whole Soundview paper plant. So, again, that little impatience with that insistence of craftsmanship is a nice sort of duality. And another attitude, I think, that is really, truly the cause for so many rewards uh, from all corners is an attitude of generosity. The the giving habit is simply just good for business. All the world is your client. Everybody you know can help you, can uh, can lead you along and give you an assist in some way, even if it's just a word of praise that bolsters your spirit or the new position for, that comes out of nowhere. So develop uh, the people who develop the giving habit, the people who are willing to share and open to others and offer things you'd be surprised they if you ask them you're amazed how little it costs president abraham lincoln gave endless stories and these were considered great treasures and gifts to those who received them yet for him they were literally just a way of relating to people he even said this it helps me uh, it's something I can talk about while I'm thinking of what I'm going to say. So it's, it, it takes little to be generous. It is, but if you have to, it, it is a way, it is the ultimate way of outreach, I think I'm saying. You know, humankind holds a gene which uh, is in all of us to repay kindnesses. And we are drawn to people who are kind. So why not get in the giving habit? And on your way home from work today, start with a stranger. Find out what he knows and compliment him. Have you complimented the guy who cleaned the washroom for you when you left? Just a thought. Um, there is, and so that's one of the best. And now I'm gonna, we're going to go into one of the worst uh, attitudes, I would say. One of the most destructive and Unfortunately, one of the most common, the attitude of the, the what I call the horse race attitude, constantly comparing yourself to where you are and where you should be in uh, in your business, in your career. There is nothing more destructive. And it's also untrue. I've, I keep saying this. You may be CEO of yourself. But fate sits on your board chair. And why, uh, why that I mean your life is not going to go the way you want to. And it's not going to go f- faster than, and higher necessarily than someone else's. Uh, this is just not the way life works. 
And it doesn't mean that the people on top, who have the, the one who got the promotion, the one who has been there seven years and he has more favor than than I do, or he got the larger bonus, you're going to kill yourself with that attitude. If you want to compete, compete against yourself. Instead of comparison, go back to craftsmanship. Search for your personal excellence. Find where your skills are. Cultivate those skills and develop them. And and you do need to assess yourself. I'm not saying don't co- compare yourself with your past. Look at your past performance and say, how can I how can I raise that? That's the that is that's the fun comparison. But the comparison of you versus Joe, or where you should be, or someone in another plant, is, is just it's going to kill you. And it's not only fruitless; it's false. So again, return to craftsmanship. That is the pursuit of excellence uh, instead of comparison. All of this leads to. Uh, the attitude I most definitely enjoy, and that is the attitude of fun. <laughs> so, but, but uh, you need, uh, it, it's hopeful. I, I wish from my heart each person hearing my voice has has a joyful attitude as they wake up and think of work and as they approach it. But let's stop right here for a moment. You cannot make yourself have fun. You You cannot lie to yourself and say, this is a wonderful job. If you are tallying up the numbers for for the latest production year of the Anvil and Sledgehammer Company, uh, you may not love your work. And the uh, and it is a kind of jotting down that may bring tears, but not of hilarious joy, tears of utter boredom and my gosh, what have I done with my life to your eyes. Okay, that's that's honest, and you need to be honest. All attitudes are honest. However, look at yourself and your daily life. Um, step back from that, and that, this this incident of work. Step back from that incident of work. How much fun are you finding in anything throughout your day? Are parties all an obligation? Is the family coming up to you and an intrusion on your private thoughts? Uh, does going to a ball game just make you think, oh, God, i got to groan, groan, groan about going in the traffic? If you have to, you can break that cycle. I knew one woman who had just one disaster after another in her life, and she would literally, with each day, she just she took this discipline. She wrote down what was going to happen and a, put a dash uh cleaning the house and sh- taking pride of of that job well done and the compliments I would receive when my husband came home and this she did this with everything she also uh and she ended up by the way I, I talk about the house cleaning she ended up running a, a radio show in New York and was wildly successful at it and her name was Grace Smith some of the old folks may remember her but um, she ran a, a show called Table Topics, and it was it was this sort of uh, turnaround in your whole life, and it, it's tough to do. So you have to look around in your life and say, where are the yucks? 
Now, let's also get so let's go back to uh that that's that's how you could, the exercise, the push-ups that can perhaps help you change your general overall attitude. Now let's get back to telling up the numbers of the latest production here of the Anvil and Sledgehammer Company. By the way, that would kill me. But however, it would not uh, kill Chris Blees, Arlene Vithalis, or Frank Kepra, or, or several uh, accounts I know for uh, several accounting people I know, they would delve into it with a smile. They'd find out every little thing about it, and they would really take joy. So part of uh, the attitude of fun, you really do have to say, uh, is this right for me? It, it, find something that does match for you. Uh, because we, I'm, I'm going to be very real here. There's all the self-help books that tell you everything sh- everything can be joyous. That, that just ain't so. You know it. I know it. The truth is, have you now, as CEO of yourself, my friend, got the gumption to bootstrap yourself into a situation that uh, will bring fun? Because life is democratic, my friend. We all only get one shot at it. And so may I say, as we uh, come to the end of our programs, I wish you the, the gift of enthusiasm. And if you can pass on one gift to someone else, take this day. Go to your children, give enthusiasm. It is probably the most contagious attitude you can ever have. And today, as we round out our show, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, uh, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who is the individual who said, life is a shipwreck, but we must not forget to sing in the lifeboats. <laughs> I like that. Is that a, life is a shipwreck, but we must not forget to sing in the lifeboats. That's better. The joy, this, this joyful attitude came from the French philosopher and father of the Enlightenment who had an element of, of electric power appropriately named after him. That's your hint. That's who it is. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just just scribble that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And, um, and you will receive a life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot... In the words of my wife's husband, the trouble with self-promotion is that it only works when someone else does it for you. And to you gleefully sharing our feast, I hope that you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as certainly as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. And finally to you, who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you.